0: Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power. Their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Starting your career as a real estate agent, Chandra started to notice a dramatic decrease in inventory in 2018. This meant harder times for her to find homes for her clients. She decided to take things into her own hands and create more inventory. She started to begin to work with investors to assist in renovating properties to create beautiful, like new homes. And this was the start of her flipping business in which she successfully flipped 30 homes in two years using only investor money, none of her own cash. And with the profit she makes from flipping, she buys rentals. She has over 100 doors now under management. Additionally, Chandra has a passion to teach other women how to reach financial freedom. As a single mom and a domestic violence survivor, she believes that freedom of your finances brings your family freedom. And one way she does this is by skipping around the hard money route and working with the working class in her community. Through forming an investing group, Chandra is helping a small group, mostly women, invest in real estate through her projects. She has consistently been able to help teachers, EMTs, and people in the tech and medical field significantly outperform parking capital in their IRS and 401ks while learning the ins and outs of real estate investing. She is a a fire hose of information, a, a complete powerhouse, and we really are looking forward to having Chandra on the show. Hi, it's nice to meet you.
1: Well, hello, nice to meet you as well. I'm kind of surprised that we have not bumped into each other. And are you in Seattle, this area? I am hometown Seattle, well, Everett. I grew up uh-huh. in Everett, and um, I have lived in some other states, but I have been back for almost eight years now. So I know that is great. So, give me some background. When did you get into real
0: estate? How did you get into real estate? what attracted you and then talk to me about the turn you made in 2018.
1: Sure. So six years ago, got my license and I got my license. I won't go into depth in this, but I got my license with Windermere mm-hmm. and just cause they, I, I was in Snohomish County and they were like, I went to the biggest office I could find like the biggest, they were doing the most transactions, dollar amount per transaction. Yep. I just went there and I, there was uh, this female broker named Renee And I just did everything she told me to do. I was was paying, I don't know how I was even 40. I was paying all those crazy Windermere fees. It was so expensive. Um, But I closed 12 transactions my first year Uh and no family, no friends, totally like totally no relation, just hustled and got 12 transactions my first year. But I had kind of always had this uh, desire to do investment real estate, it kind of been innate in me. And so I just started growing that and and moved to more investment-minded brokerage and, and worked auctions. I was down at the auction blocks in Snowish County you, for a whole year.
0: You got to tell me about that. how did you discover that was in your DNA? Tell me a little bit what that means because you don't fit the mold of someone at the county court steps with the, you know, The contractors or the investors and the whole man, it was auctions are a whole scene, man.
1: Yeah, it was a whole scene, especially in Everett. Oof, but I—it's such a long story. But through this, I owe him so much. I give him credit to his name's Grant Seymour. And through him, we had known each other through these church organizations, mm-hmm. and didn't have any correlation to real estate. And one day, he saw that I had showed a house. And he's like, Chandra, you know, no idea. I was back in Seattle, all this stuff called me up. It was like, oh, are you doing real estate? I'm like, yeah, I am. And he's like, you know, we just started talking and he's like, come, come help me with auctions. Come help me with auctions. And, and so I did. And it was like my foot in the door in this investment world, you know, and I, I like to go into depth and talk about, um, you know, about how I was running reps and that's where I learned to do comps and all that. So, yeah. So that's kind of like the. that's great and so
0: then you you got into buying houses and just with uh not just with but with hard money to start is that how it
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, I'll dive into some of these more details because I think they're really pertinent. So, when I got into the auction world, it was a world that taught me how to do reps. So, like, I would go and I would drive 40 to 60 properties per week, these distressed properties, and I would go out and drive them. And I came from a, and I really like to highlight this a little bit because I came from a um, domestic, violent uh, marriage. And I am a survivor of domestic violence. One in three women are, or have had experienced domestic violence and one in four men have. And when I, I was living in Texas at the time, and when I freed myself. It sounds so dramatic. But when I got out of that situation, I began to find this like completeness in my life. Mm. And um, I kind of dove into real estate from that aspect. And when I was doing auctions and when I got my foot in the door in this investment real estate, finally, I had my little son, who was about two years old in the car seat, and we would be out driving all of these distressed properties during the day. I would go pick them up from school. We'd drive properties and, you know, I was just out doing what I could. And when, then I would come home and I would comp all these 40 properties I drove. So I learned the ins and outs of comping neighborhoods, how to comp for investors, how to comp for flips. So I was just sitting there running reps, running reps, running reps of of what to do. And in the meantime, I was also running my real estate business at the time as well. And so I began to intermingle my real estate, traditional real estate business, catering to clients, going this. And then also now I started this wing of my investment side. Mm. And so it began to flow and mesh. And after I was done like comping these properties, I became an expert. And so I was able to have these tools and these abilities for my real estate side of talking to sellers and, and talking to buyers about neighborhoods. And, and I knew the ins and outs of houses. I knew what to look for. I knew in 20 years, your house is going to look like this distressed one if you don't do this. And if you buy this house, you need to watch out for this siding. And so I learned all this very quickly in that fast paced time. And then I would go and I would have to pitch all of these houses to investors every single, uh, week right before auction. So Thursday night we'd have our pitch meeting. And so I was up there and I learned how to talk to investors. I learned what they were looking for and I began pitching these houses and then I would represent them at auction and we would sell these houses. And then that's where the fun started. You know, we would kind of hold hands through, um, for some of our new investors and flipping and, and stuff like that. And so I just kind of began running reps and, um, There's this really good book out there. It's called Strength Finders.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Strength Finder. And it is the premise of the book is that it like I came from this corporate America background. And you, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but
0: I'm familiar with strength (laughs) finders for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you sit in corporate America and you're like, you come up with your strengths. And you come up with your weaknesses. And then in corporate America, they're like, put a whole action plan together with your weaknesses. And da da da, you have quarterly meetings about how you're developing your weaknesses. So I was inundated with this I used to work for corporations like Nike and stuff like that. And so I was inundated with this. And when I read that book, it's the book's premise is all about how to build your strengths. And I, it gives this analogy of Michael Jordan, how Michael Jordan's out there and, and all he did from morning to night, from 5am to 9pm, he was the last person that he was running, doing reps, shooting the ball, doing reps, doing reps, doing reps, doing reps, working on his strength right? And he just honed in on that strength to be the greatest basketball player. And that was like a mind shift for my world. I began to work diligently on my strengths and running those reps and knew that I had a, a knack for working with investors, knew I had a knack for understanding product, the housing market. And so I just dove in on those strengths and focused on it hire transaction coordinators and all those people all those things that I'm not good at and dove into that. And then that's kind of where the transition really started happening in my life is when, or my company, my business, I like to say my life because it's very intertwined. Uh-huh. And that's where it really started taking place of how I went from, you know, zero to 90 rental units in nine months is when I began to focus in on those strikes and really do what I am so good at.
0: All right, good. So I want to take that apart because it's, first of all, you use the word running reps and I know that means a lot to you because for you, and I can pick up what you mean about it, but you should know for people listening, I train new agents all the time. They don't have any reps to run. They have not yet, in, you know, there's not something that they're willing, and this is so important. I love that you said it this way, but it is, it's like Kobe or Michael or anyone, LeBron, anyone who's great at it, you know, any any of the greats, Russell Wilson, God rest his soul. Uh, <laughs> the, the, well, just saying, but, you know, but like the ability to over and over and over and over do the thing that you need to do, you know, that driving 40 properties, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and comping them so that on Thursday you had something intelligent to say so that Friday, you know, you could have two people buy a house, right? And it narrows down that way. But for you to do that over and over and over week in and week out, and then how to take, how to be no return for the, Months. It wasn't like right away, right? You didn't get
1: very minimal conversation. I, you know, it's like going to college. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like going to school, but it's go. And it's, and it's, I think the thing that I'd love people to take away from that, what you said, and I think you, this is the most important thing, is especially when you're talking to team leaders out to empower agents on a team, what we, what we bump up against all the time is how do you empower someone in doing some, in the fact that, Success is infinitely boring. Like the thing it takes to be successful is your willingness to do the same thing over and 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 over. It is so mind numbingly boring to become successful in something. And it doesn't look that way from the outside. Anyone looking at you from the outside would be like, look at her, she's a baller, 90 units, two years, 20, 50 houses flipping, you know. It's exciting, but in the background is mind-numbingly boring activity over and over and over and over that made, that created the platform for you to do this. That's what you mean by running reps, yes?
1: Yeah, and running reps in your strengths, right? Do right. not waste the time running reps that do not involve your strengths, because then you're going to be driving yourself crazy. You're going to be running the hamster wheel because those activities aren't your moneymakers. Right. So if you can run the reps in your strengths, that's when you're going to see your differentiation yeah. between other people and yourself. So, so for, good. And what I love, you got, you got, <laughs> the finish. example I love to give is uh, social media, right? It feels so daunting to agents above a certain age or maybe you're not on social media, right? And so so don't, if you're not good at social media, you can't- do it. today Don't do it, right? Run the rep and what you're good at. If you're good at meeting people, um, one of my favorite things to do, like I said, I learned my strengths. I'm great at pitching investors. So what I did is I took- that marketing strategy of pitching to investors. And I went in and I said, I found my market demographic. So there is only in our investor world, only 30% of, of investors are women. Such a small percentage that, and they can be married investing with their partner. It doesn't differentiate. 30% is only women in this market. And so I was like, I need to get I, here. I am, I live in Seattle. One of the highest per capita paying groups is women in this area. Thank goodness. Right. We made up some of that. And so I went in and I dove in and I found groups of women who I know are making money. I went to software meetups. I went to nurse. I met every single nurse I could because there it's a great, great economy, great network. Um, And I went and I just dove in and I found these networks of women and I began a meetup group for myself why are women investing in real estate? I connected with other investment groups of women and I saw my niche and I ran my rep in that niche of market. And I took any investor, because whether they were $10,000 investment, 20,000, 40,000, I did not care. I wanted women to participate in investment real estate. And I went in and I found that niche, right? So like I began to run those reps in those areas that I knew I was good at. One of the obstacles I faced because I was flipping... I started flipping one house and I kind of was getting into it. It was, I was in real estate and I began to flip more and more houses. And I put this business plan together. And my biggest obstacle between flipping three houses a year to now 25 a year is money, right? That was my biggest obstacle. How can I afford to do this? How can I do this? I I can financially afford to flip about three houses a year. So I just overcame the obstacle and I worked backwards and I said, okay, I need money. How do I find that money? I found my marketplace. I found my niche, 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 <laughs> niche, either way, whatever you're going whatever. back
0: and forth. And I love the way you go back and forth. I was going to say something about it, but that's good. We should just say it the whole way. As long as we say GIF, as long as we're going to do go GIF and not GIFs, we're all right.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I found that niche of people and I began to market and I began to run reps every single month, every single month I was meeting with them every single week I was meeting with an investor and I overcame that obstacle. So what I like to encourage people that are just starting kind of either, whether you're real estate or find the obstacle is your team. Why are we not breaking the 50 transaction mark? Why am I not selling over 20 houses a year? You know, why isn't my team growing from three people to 10? What is the obstacle? And it's going to be a very easy obstacle, guaranteed money, the right person. You know, I find that those two are almost always the obstacle, right? So money are the right people. And then spend every ounce of your time, the best strength that you have in overcoming that obstacle. Don't go for the weakness of it. What I mean by that is like, if you need to hire somebody, go hire a company to find you the best person if you're not good at hiring, right? right? So overcoming that obstacle within your strength is also the piece that I found that has elevated this business and grown it exponentially over the last five years. You know, great,
0: Chandra. I think we, the takeaway, especially when, again, for people that are training agents, we do this with whatever success we do it, but the opportunity of having people find what they're good at and then maximize that, you know, you don't, know, I tell, I tell my agents all the time, you don't need to be on every freaking platform, you know, I'm of Facebook age, you know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not of TikTok age. Yeah. You know, I'm that. It's just not my not, not my people. So focus on what you're good at. And you know, Seth Godin always says this is where the you know you need a hundred loyal fans. You need a hundred people. You don't need to appeal to everybody. You know, and then as you focus, you know, your story is focusing on women investors and empowering that group. The other thing that you didn't say, but it's super obvious, Chandra, is your passion for it. You know, this is something that goes beyond the transaction for you. You know, there is a dual, at least, purpose of what you're building. This isn't just something that you're doing to do. It matters to you that women are empowered, that you have the opportunity to get up underneath them like that. It's, it's And I think that's, you know, important for team leaders to recognize that if you're not passionate about empowering people on your team, you shouldn't have a team. I was interviewing someone the other day and she was like, we decided three agents was our maximum profitability. That's where we really, so it's really, you know, you got to find something that you're passionate about running those reps in. Yeah, and yeah. I can hear, you know, the difference you want to make for women is just inspiring like that. I really, I, Completely clear comes out of everything you say.
1: Yeah, and there has been an, it, there has been such a gap. Um, women were really only able to buy uh, real estate over about a hundred years ago. We were allowed to if we weren't married, um, but we had all the mortgage and women and people of color, right? So we had all of the um, the we couldn't because of all the mortgage restrictions or, or historical you know biases and all this kinds of things. So really, it wasn't until the '80s where we saw at least women um, being able to purchase mortgages on their own or open credit, lines of credit on their own, which is huge. 78, street. we couldn't have your own yeah. line of credit. You know, yeah. and we- and so we have a huge gap to overcome. And yeah. I feel like the, what- being um, providing a platform is what I found was the most quintessential or catalyst moment so I began to develop this investment side where it was very easy for investors anybody right I, I it's my claim to, to investment I will take an Amazon employee I will take I this awesome lady she works for the sheriff's department any type of college students you know any type of investor and I give them a platform we do a very simple JV structured uh, investment They invest into that property that we are flipping. So I don't touch their money. It goes straight to escrow. And then they get paid out of escrow. Once I sell that property, I keep it very simple. And we are giving 13% returns on their cash investment. And the term is four to six months when we flip a loan or flip a home. And so we have been able to grow, 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 grow because we provided a platform. And I think that that's a miss that we see a lot is that, okay, I have these ideas or I Want to do these things, but you have to make it and break it down into a step for every everyday person that's not in this industry, whether you, whether it's a buyer or a seller that don't understand real estate or whether it's adding new team members, you have to break it down to a very simple platform and give people that ability to say, oh, I understand what you're doing. I feel safe and secure in what you're doing and you have a proven result. And so when we shifted to that model, um, we were able to bring in, we can bring in 10 investors per property at that point. We can bring in one investor. So that has been transforming us. <laughs> As
0: well. So you basically people get a percentage of whatever percentage of the final deal that they put in.
1: a Cash on return, 13% return on their cash yeah. investment. Yeah. Not a profit. So if I might make only five percent return on this flip, they're making 13. Does that really happen in the Seattle market? No. Do I buy houses like that? No. But that is my model. They will right. always make 13% return on their cash investment. That's great. That yeah. is super
0: exciting. That's really great. And and you do this now, you're your own brokerage.
1: I am not. I hang my license. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Where do you hang your
1: license? <laughs> um, it's called Radius Properties. It's actually uh-huh. with my hard money lender. Oh, so worked, I work with Bellview Funding a lot. And um, I, I do all my deals through them uh, financially if I need hard money, if I'm not using private. And um, And so it's just worked out really well because I don't, I dabble in traditional real estate a little bit, but really my focus, I mean, we are, You know your own flips. Yes, we do. Me and my business partner, we do. Um, and we have 23 projects currently ongoing right now. And we have 15 new builds. We're in the new build sector as well. And so we're building new, new, creating new inventory and market. And then we have our rental portfolio. Now we're, we are over hundred doors now. We have manufactured home, uh, mobile home parks, Airbnbs and apartment units, all in this portfolio. Airbnbs was my funnest. <laughs> um, all in this portfolio. So, so we are we are an investment company for sure, with a slight edge on real estate.
0: Good. And if people wanted to get a hold of you to talk to you about, you know, how to copy that model out wherever they are, you know, wanted to, you know, have a conversation about, you know, here you got team leader, managing broker. Someone's like, all right, well, that sounds like something I'd make. I'd love to partake in how do they get a hold of you where do where do we
1: well, one, I love working with real estate agents because I understand commission-based income, right? I was yeah. living off it up until about a year and a half ago, and now I transitioned to paying myself through my rental properties. But so I understand it, and I honestly, I like want to just be like, "Here, come invest with me, real estate agents," because I get like you get this chunk of money, and then it's kind of gone. You're out paying yeah. your bills, right? And so uh, getting invested into into another uh, avenue where you're getting income is is I you know honestly. Obviously, it's by level stage call, work with them all the time for investment purposes. So, Everybody, I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. I'm on social media platforms. I answer every single DM. I answer every single comment. I am on there, on there, on there. Please find me, Chandra Lacey Real Estate, L A C Y, not the E like in Washington, like Lacey Washington. Chandra Lacey Real Estate on Instagram. Super easy to find on Facebook. Um, I also lead the Wire Women Investing in Real Estate. It's another great platform to reach out to me on Facebook and uh, meetups. And I, Love to talk to brokers, managing brokers, um, and just come and support in any way I can because I understand the business and the industry is hard. You know, I mean, it is a customer service based industry and a lead generation based industry, and you have to be phenomenal at generating leads. And how can you do that? And how can you provide another source for um, your clients out there? And I love to be that source for them.
0: Great. That's great. I'd love to. We're definitely going to talk about doing something together because one of the, one of my projects here, so I live on Vashon. I'm down.
1: Oh, nice. Somewhere.
0: And uh, highly involved with a domestic violence education organization on the island. I'm the f- fundraising committee. So we're going to be talking oh, about you. that because yeah, that's yeah, a, a big me. deal in my life as well to have the opportunity to impact the community in that way. And I do, I think it's a really, you know, one of the things that I think is important is that real estate agents start to deal with their place in the community as sort of a central piece of people's lives like that, where we're not engaged every day, but we do when we are, we're a big part of people's lives. We have an opportunity to contribute in a way that's unique. So I love that that's where you're, where you've pointed yourself to make that difference. Yeah. I just think it's really inspiring.
1: You know, really- I like to give this analogy because I, you know, I've always had this passion in me. I've always kind of driven and done all these things, but, um, you know, I was given this analogy. I think it's great. Life is like a wheel and you have all these spokes of this wheel. And so you might be going along in life and, and using your natural abilities and stuff, but if a spoke on your wheel is broken, it is hard to keep the momentum going. And so when I finally got out of that, you know, that relationship, I began to repair that spoke of my wheel. And so now my wheel is now a complete wheel. And I have found that in my life, the Momentum that now I'm able to create is holistic, you know, it's full circle. And now it keeps going and going and going. And I have looked and done the hard work in my life and got things in a place where now we can create momentum off of this natural kind of giftings and strengths that I've had. And so bringing a holistic approach to your life, too, is something that will help to set you apart and help others, like what you're saying, help others to achieve that as well.
0: Yeah. Fabulous. All right, good. Well, I think just generally the last question we ask everybody is what books are you reading or what books should we read besides Strength Finders, which we got? Anything else you, you've just read or you recommend that you insist that people read?
1: There is a phenomenal book. If you have children, I'm a single mom. I have two kids, uh, 13 and 8. There's a really good book. It's called The Teenage Guide to Becoming a Millionaire. Oh, my God. Uh, I know.
0: (laughs) That's good. I got two teens. I'm writing this down. This is ready.
1: And it was created by a teacher who teaches high school business. And one of his courses is investment real estate. And I listened to one of a podcast he was on. It was mind-blowing. I buy his book for every single teenager. Person I come across because the tools that he gives I think is amazing. So if you have kids, get them that those tools. Rich Dad Poor Dad is another one, but I think this yeah. one speaks to them. One of my favorite books and empowering books I love to uh, share is The Awakened Woman. And the premise of the story is about a a woman. She was born in Africa, and she does this African tradition of this dream she has, and they bury this dream that she has, and she doesn't tell anybody about it, and then she builds this life life off of this ritual of the bearing of the dream. And it's just an inspiring book. And it's also a book that creates about how to tell your story. And um, it gives points on that, which I think is so powerful. So that's a that's a very good book. It changed my thought process on storytelling and dreams and reach for the stars. Awesome. Chandra, yeah.
0: thank you so much. It's, well, I, I'm very much looking forward to getting together, given we are in the same area that we'll be inviting you to events. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your contribution. Thanks for all that you do. And uh we'll be in touch. I'll put everything in the notes. So if people want to get a hold of you, they'll know how to do it. And uh have a killer day.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast. Brought to you by Christine and & Company and eXp Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting-edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.